Pentecostal, but today you are privileged to look into the things that's been kept from the ages. Aren't you glad? Let's wave for Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. I greet you all this afternoon in the precious name of the Lord. Amen. We thank God for having spoken to us in the morning. Thank God for visiting us throughout these meetings. Amen. So tonight we come to the, the ultimate. The last one, amen. We just trust that you'll come and visit us once again in a special way. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 32. Jeremiah 32. I will read a few verses from there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. For then the king of Babylon's army besieged Jerusalem, and Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the prison, which was in the king of Judah's house. For Zedekiah, king of Judah, had shut him up, saying, Wherefore dost thou prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will give this city into the land of the king of Babylon, and he shall take it. 
And Zedekiah, king of Judah, shall not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans, but shall surely be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon, and shall speak with him mouth to mouth, and his eyes shall behold his eyes. And he shall lead Zedekiah to Babylon, and there shall be, he shall be until I visit him, saith the Lord. Though you fight with the Chaldeans, you shall not prosper. And Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Behold, Hanamiel the son of Shaltim, or Shalom, thine uncle shall come unto thee, saying, Buy, me, buy thee my field that is in Anathoth, for the right of redemption is thine to buy it. So Hanamiel, mine uncle's son, came to me, that's according to the vision, in the court of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said unto me, Buy my field, I pray thee, that is in Anathoth, which is the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is thine, and the redemption is thine. Buy it for thyself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I bought the field of Hanamiel, mine uncle's son, that was in Anathoth, and weighed him the money, even seventeen shekels of silver. And I subscribed the evidence and sealed it, and took witnesses and weighed him the money in the balances. So I took the evidence of the purchase, both that which was sealed according to the law of, and custom, and that which was open. And I gave the evidence of the purchase unto Barak, the son of Neriah, the son of Marcia, in the sight of Hanamiel, mine uncle's son, and in the presence of the witnesses, and subscribed the book of the purchase before all the Jews that sat in the court of the prison. And I, I charged Barak before them, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these evidences, this evidence of the purchase, both which is sealed and this evidence which is open, and put them in an earthen vessel that they may continue many days. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Let us pray. Gracious God and eternal heavenly Father, we have read your word. And as we have read your word, it takes us all the way back into history. Dear God, at a time when Israel was besieged, glory to God according to the word of the Lord. But Lord, we thank you today as we bow our heads and our hearts before you. We pray for Israel. We pray for Jerusalem. Pray for the peace thereof, O God. Pray, O God, according to the message of this day, according to Malachi 4, this same message will go back to Israel. This same message will be taken to them by Moses and Elijah. They will not come with a new message, but with the same message. For it's the message of redemption. It's that which was sealed and that which was opened, placed in an earthen vessel, made known here at the end time. 
We thank you. We pray that you come and visit us once again in a very special way as we healed ourselves unto you now in Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. You may take your seats. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So we want to talk this afternoon on the mystery of God. Amen. And we want to take it from this very perspective of Jeremiah who saw this great vision. Amen. Jeremiah saw he saw Israel, Jerusalem being taken captive. He saw Israel being taken captive. And we know the reason for it is because Israel left the Lord. Amen. They started worshipping other gods. If you go and you read Jeremiah, you'll find the entire chapter. You'll find the reason why God had given them over to the, to the Chaldeans. And according to the vision, he says, No matter how hard you fight against it, it shall be so. Amen. Because it's thus saith the Lord. Amen. But before Israel goes into captivity, we find that, that, that this king, amen, he puts, he puts Jeremiah in prison. He wants to shut Jeremiah up. Amen. He wants to deny what God has spoken through his prophet. But once God has spoken, thus saith the Lord, it can never fail. When that man, Jeremiah, it wasn't him speaking, it was God speaking through Jeremiah. And though he placed Jeremiah in prison to shut him up, he couldn't shut up the promise. He couldn't shut up, thus saith the Lord. Everything happened according to what Jeremiah said. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. But before they are carried into captivity... Amen. The word of the Lord comes unto Jeremiah and says, Buy your uncle's son's field. Hallelujah. It's redemption. Hallelujah. Buy your uncle's son's field. Take the evidences thereof. In other words, take the title deed of the land. Amen. Take it and put it in an earthen vessel. That which is open and that which is sealed, put it in an earthen vessel, because thus saith the Lord, you will come back here, you will possess these lands again. You will possess all these things again, so it's not gone from you forever. Amen. As we said the other day, the title deed which was sealed with seven seals, which went back to the original owner, back to God, hallelujah, was just kept there for a certain time and a certain season. At the right time, at the right season, amen, the evidence has come back to man because the title deed belongs to man. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm happy tonight. That we are standing at the top of the pyramid. Amen. We're not standing at the bottom of the pyramid looking up. We are standing at the top of the pyramid looking down. If you wanted a panoramic view of Woodbank or Imalasheni, am I right? Amen. If you wanted a, a, a view, a panoramic view of Imalasheni, you, you ought not to be here at Protea Hotel. You need to find the highest point around here. You got to go on a mountain or a hill around here somewhere. Get to the highest point. And when you're at that highest point, you have a panoramic view of the entire land. The entire city. 
Praise the name of the Lord. And spiritually speaking, the bride of Jesus Christ is not at the foot of the pyramid. We're at the top of the mountain. Hallelujah. We're looking into this white granite stone on which the sun never shone. You believe that tonight? The sun never shone on what we are looking at today. A lot of people are scared to look into these things. A lot of people don't want to look into these things. Hallelujah. But what they don't realize, it's meant for the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. According to the vision, it says this is the time. Hallelujah. As the brethren were gathering around the mountain, the pyramid-shaped mountain. Hallelujah. The messenger of Elijah ripped the cap of the pyramid off with a crowbar. Amen. The white stone, granite stone was exposed. There were inscriptions there, but nobody knew what it was all about. And it confused them because they wanted to intellectually understand what the inscriptions were. But they couldn't understand. So one by one, the ministers drifted away. One by one, they drifted away. But Elijah, before going west, to get the interpretation of this inscription, he says, look in on this. And so that's what we have been doing this weekend. We are looking into the stone. And the more we're looking into it, we see more about ourselves. As we said the other day, when you look into a mirror, who do you see, the pastor? When you look into a mirror, do you see me? Do you see your wife? When you look into the mirror, you see yourself. And as we look into the mirror of the seventh seal, we see more and more of ourselves. Hallelujah. We start seeing we are not sinners saved by grace. We start seeing we are not just, uh, hallelujah, weaklings. We start seeing we are not just, uh, hallelujah, church members. We start seeing we are not just, uh, hallelujah, a worm. But we start seeing that we come from God and we are going back to God again. Hallelujah. We start seeing who we really are. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. You were never South African to begin with. Amen. You were never American to begin with. If you're a gene of God, you were part of that Logos. Before the Logos became flesh. Glory to God. Can I take you a little further tonight? Can we go on a little further tonight? When Jesus walked the streets of Galilee, you were in Him. Hallelujah! Your spiritual gene was in Jesus Christ when He walked the streets of Galilee. Hallelujah! When He said, Lazarus, come forth! You were saying, Lazarus, come forth! Glory to God. When he said it is finished. You were saying it's finished. Glory be to God. William Branham says one day you realize. Are you with me tonight? Go on this trip with me tonight as we look into the mystery of God. He says one day you find out you died for your own sins on the cross of Calvary. Oh, Brother Branham, how 
can you see this thing? Oh, brother, how can you see this thing? Because the bride was in Christ when he went to Calvary. She was a part of him. She wasn't taken from him yet. Glory to God. So when he hung on Calvary, you were in him. When he said it's finished, you were in him. And it inspired a Roman soldier to take his sword, his spear, and thrust it into his side. And out came a New Testament bride. Glory to God. One day we'll realize realization. Amen. As we look into the thing, as we look into God's word, the mystery is kept from the ages. We are coming into an understanding who we really are. Hallelujah. Amen. So you were in the Logos. You come from Him. Hallelujah. You never started in time. None of us as genes of God ever started in time. We come from eternity. We are eternal beings trying to live a mortal life. Can you believe that? Eternal beings trying to live a mortal life. Why is it that you never be comfortable in this body? Because this body is not compatible to the eternal. This body has not been made for the eternal. This body was made to contact your earthly home. But there is another body for the eternal. And that's why this body will be transformed from mortal to immortality. By what? By the ministry of the seventh seal. By the opening of the word. This body will be transformed from mortal to immortality. Brother Branham says in Revelation chapter 5. Amen. One of the messages. Paragraph 92 he says... Now we turn quickly, because I know there's a baptismal service. What is the seven-sealed book? Oh, what a great thing. Did you notice how it say here? It was seven seals on the back of the book. Oh my, may God help us now and give us courage. And maybe sooner or later I can get it to you. Look, this is not written in the word. It's sealed on the back of the word. The book was sealed by these seven seals. The whole mystery of the book is sealed up in these seven seals. This is one of the most greatest chapters in the whole book of Revelation. He says, look, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, quoting the scripture, a book written within, written within, inside written. That's where we're reading this morning. And the backside sealed with seven seals. Outside the Bible, what the Bible doesn't even say, it's sealed in here with seven seals. The mystery of God. Says the seven last one of these the, the seven and last one of these seals, when they're opened, it's found in Revelation 10. There was a mighty angel, which was Christ, came down, put one foot on the land, and one on the sea, raised up his hands and said, The day is finished. Time is run out. It's all over. 
Time shall be no more. Hallelujah, that's what the mighty angel declared. As he came down on Sunset Mountain, he declared that time shall be no more. He wasn't talking about this time. He wasn't talking about 24 hours. He was talking, what is it that keeps us in time? It's this flesh. This is what keeps us in time. So when he said time shall be no more, he was signifying that eternity will blend with time. Hallelujah. The flesh will diminish and eternity will increase in the believer until one day when you take your last step as Enoch took his last step you'll be transformed completely amen as brother Steve said the other day the rapture is not this it's not going to happen at a snap of the finger the rapture has already started The rapture has already begun. When brother Joe, when that mighty angel, hallelujah, removed the seals, opened the seals, put his right foot on the sea, left foot on the earth, hallelujah, and shouted that time shall be no more. That's when the rapture began. Rapture means change from one form to another. That word's not even in the Bible. The messenger of Malachi 4 came to tell us what it means. He says it's a transformation from one dimension to another. So when the word was revealed, when the book was opened, when the mystery was given to God's children, hallelujah, that's when that change began. Hallelujah. Amen. When this body finally, hallelujah, gives in, amen, and we step into that new body, it'll be the ultimate climax of the rapture. The same way Jesus was born, hallelujah, glory to God, or even before he was born, Isaiah caught the mind of God, and he said, behold, a virgin shall conceive. Hallelujah. And when she conceived, that was the second coming of the Lord. Amen. Or the first coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. When she conceived. And he was here for 30 years. That entire period was the coming of the Lord. To Israel. Praise his wonderful name. So the rapture has already begun. If you don't feast on the seventh seal. You cannot be raptured. If you don't feast on the seventh seal. You've got no new body. Because the seventh seal is Christ. The seventh seal, hallelujah, is that mighty one that came on Sunset Mountain. And our bodies are there. Represented in Him. Because it's word bodies. Praise His wonderful name. Hallelujah. Amen. Stories cannot give us that new body. Amen. History cannot give us that new body. Amen. Sermonites cannot give us that new body. It is only the unveiling of the word that can give you your new body. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. And you know what? As as long as you feed on the word, the word brings this flesh in subjection to itself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It brings this flesh of yours in subjection. 
Glory to God. Things that you formerly could not overcome. Hallelujah. By all the methods that you've tried. Glory to God. Now that you are feeding unto, on the word. Now that you are looking into this open book. You're wondering where's that weakness that I used to have. Where's that trouble that I used to have. Where's this that I used to have. I don't have it no more. What is it? It's the word. There is a quickening that has taken place inside of you. You have been raptured by the opening of the word. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Time shall be no more. Hallelujah. The last one, he says, as I continue this quote here in Revelation chapter 5, part 2, he says, The last one of is the last one of them is Revelation chapter 10. Foot on the land and on the sea, time had run out, redemption's over. Did you hear that? Redemption's over. And now he comes in as a lion. He was a lamb then. Now he comes in as a lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. He's not coming now as your intercessor. He's done interceded. Hallelujah. No wonder Paul says, if you tramp on this blood of this covenant, he says, there remaineth now no more sacrifice for sin. Amen. He's done interceded for his people. He's now come to claim you and I. And it doesn't matter where Satan has got you trapped. It doesn't matter where Satan has got you. The power of the opening of the word is capable of loosening every seed from where they are trapped. From all the traditions of man and bring you into manifestation where you belong. Praise the name of the Lord. That's the time we are living in. The seven church ages were the ages of man. Amen. Those seven church ages were just ages of man. Amen. It told us exactly how God operated through man and how Satan was disguised in man. Amen. That's what the seven church ages was all about. But we've been quickened out of the seven church ages into an eternal age. As we read the scripture yesterday, from the seventh day back into the eighth day, into a new day, into an eternal age. Glory to God. In the eternal age, it's not an age of man. The eternal age is not an age of brother so-and-so. It's not an age of apostle so-and-so. It's not an age of teacher so-and-so. It's not an age of pastor so-and-so. It's the age of Elohim himself. It's eternity that has dawned unto the bride. It didn't only dawn unto the bride, but the bride has united with that eternal. Amen. When the seals open, it ends the ages of man and ushers in an eternal age. Amen. Christ becomes the center of the revelation to the bride. Did you notice? Amen. In this bride age, in this eternal age, Christ becomes the center of it. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And as Christ becomes the center of it, she the bride, the wife of Jesus Christ, together with him, become the center of the whole thing. Amen. Amen. It's a great hour. In the breach. Amen. I'm reading you quite a few quotations tonight, but I believe you, you, you love the quotation. Amen. You love the say of the Lord. Praise his wonderful name. In the breach message, the messenger says, paragraph 152, he says, Now notice, the book, remember, is sealed. Here's one year. Here is the seal. Okay, exactly as Brother Steve showed you the other day. Amen. The first seal in a scroll. Amen. Then comes the second seal. Amen. In a scroll until you have the last one on the outside. So in order for the book to be open, in order for the revelation to be made known, the seventh seal which is right on the outside has to be broken first. And the seventh seal gives the revelation of the entire thing. Glory to God. See, it's a book. A book of redemption. And the whole thing together makes the book. And it's sealed with seven seals. And being it's on the back side, it's because it's wound up. The seal mystery is on the inside. And it only says the white horse rider or the black horse rider and so forth and whatever more on the outside. But the mystery of the whole book is in them seals. From Genesis to Revelations, a complete plan of redemption is revealed in these seals. Amen. In the first seal, paragraph 51, 52, he says, Now the mystery of the book are the mystery of the book are revealed when the seals are broken. And when the seals completely are broken, the time of redemption is over. There he says it again. Because the Lamb left the intercession post to walk out to take his claims. So when the lamb, hallelujah, if you watch the scene on the throne, when the lamb, hallelujah, arose from his mediatorial seat, which he occupied for seven church ages, when he arose from his mediatorial seat, it was a sign that intercession is over. It was a sign that redemption is over. Hallelujah. And he stepped forth to take the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. The title deed. Amen. To uncover that which was sealed for the ages. Glory to God. Now people wouldn't like you to read this quote. I met many believers. They don't want you to read this quote. They say, do you mean to say there's no more mercy, Brother Joe? Do you mean to say that nobody is going to come in? That's not what the quote says. That's not what Brother Branham said. He says redemption's over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise His wonderful name. Hallelujah. It's over. Praise His wonderful name. So God speaks something as a prophecy. He speaks it here. And it may take place over a number of years. But it's already spoken here. It's finished. 
Every predestinated seed will be in the bride. I don't care where they are right now as we speak. They may not be sitting here as we speak. They may not believe the message yet as we speak. But redemption's over. Redemption claims have been done. Intercession was done. They just have to come to realization. Hallelujah. So where is that mercy now? Where is that grace now? It's in his body. It's in his body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The greatest miracle you could perform. Do you believe Brother Branham? Do you believe what he says? The greatest miracle that could be performed is to give life to someone. I'm not talking about 70 years. I'm not talking about 90 years. I'm talking about eternal life. To give life to somebody. And that's what this message does. If the seventh seal is embodied in you, then you can give life to somebody who needs to be there. The greatest miracle that could be done. Hallelujah. We could raise somebody from the dead here now. Hallelujah. By a simple prayer. Glory to God. And they may rise from the dead. But 20 years down the line, they may die of old age. Amen. 10 years down the line, they may die of sickness. Anything else can happen. So that's not the kind of life we're talking about. The seventh seal, this opening of the word, gives eternal life unto God's seed. So as the body and the head have united as one, that life, is given by the bride. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Never underestimate yourself. Never underestimate what God has made you. You know what God has made you? An associate of the ministry of Jesus Christ. That's what God has made you. An associate. Glory to God. Of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Amen. The second coming is not over yet. The son of man ministry is not over yet. Did it stop when brother Branham leave the scene? It's still carrying on. And the bride of Jesus Christ has united with him to continue in the same ministry. Hallelujah. Oh, I love the Lord. Don't you... Amen. Amen. So we are here not to curse people. You are here not to say go to hell. Amen. We are here to give life. Glory to God. Yes sir. You come across somebody that comes up against the message of the hour. Walk away. Don't argue. Don't debate. They may just say something that they'll regret for life. They may just say something that they step over that line between mercy and judgment. Just walk away. And when the inspiration strikes, give life. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you want a curse, go to a Sangoma. Yeah. Amen. But we are not agents of Sangomas. We are not agents of the devil. We are associates in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what an associate is, eh? If you have a business, oh my. Glory to God. If you have a business and you have an associate, a partnership, he's got as much right as you have. He's got as much signing power as you have. You and I have become associates with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. One day, Jesus, or let me not say Jesus, before he became Jesus, when he was the pillar of fire, one day he decided to step into Moses. And as Moses was coming to Israel, it was God coming to Israel. Do you believe that? It was the pillar of fire veiled in Moses. Coming to Israel. If you don't want to believe it, Moses, they said, oh Moses, put something over your face. That glory that comes from you, we cannot behold. Because it was the pillar of fire in a man. Glory to God. One day when he came to Abraham, he put on 16 elements. Do you know how he looked? He had sandals on. He had a garment on like all the Easterners have on. He ate steak. He ate butter. Amen. Hallelujah. He had McDonald's. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He sat at cappuccinos. It was God. Veiled in a man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel real good tonight. I've got freedom to speak tonight. Glory to God. So I'm just going ahead right now. So one day. Amen. 1909. That same pillar of fire. Decided he needs another vessel. He decided he needed another vessel. Glory to God. He got a vessel. That didn't have a proper shirt even. He had to borrow a coat. To cover a torn shirt. But it was God. It was God. Veiled in that man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise his wonderful name. At the prayer line. At the prayer line. That woman came through the prayer line. William Bradham stood there. And she comes into that presence. He says, you've you got a strange feeling around you right now, don't you? She says, yes. She started crying. She says, don't be scared. It's that angel. It's him that's here now. Hallelujah. He says to her, I can't remember the message. He says to her, can you remember the time when that woman at the well came into his presence? And he told her, 
exactly what was wrong with her. She says, yes. He says, do you know you're standing at that same place now? Do you know you're standing at that same place now? The Logos took on a double breast suit. Took on her jeans, a Levi jeans. The Logos became flesh in this very day that we are living in. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? That same Logos is in the bank tonight. That same pillar of fire is in the bank tonight. He's in your flesh. He's in your flesh. He's in your flesh. He's in your flesh. It's the same Logos. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It's the same God. He's just taken on another vessel. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. The book is open now. We see exactly who we are now. Oh no, you can't tell me I look like Mr. Obama. You're telling a lie. I don't look like Mr. Obama. Hallelujah. Because the mirror sees Joe Latola. That's what the mirror sees. That's what the mirror reflects. And that's what I'm seeing. So as I look into the open book, I see myself. I am Mrs. Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not a weakling. I'm not a failure. I'm not a sinner. I'm not trying. I have overcome. You are not trying. You have overcome. Because you were in him. When he overcame. Hallelujah. He made Satan his footstool. Where is the feet, brethren? Oh my God. The feet are in the body. Not in the head. The head is Christ. But the body is you and I. So Satan belongs there. He's our footstool. He's not worth talking about. He's not worth wasting our time about. We have overcome him. Blessed be the name of the living God. Don't you love him tonight? Hallelujah. So that great pillar of fire is veiled in a body right across the earth. And as Satan was baffled 2,000 years ago, not knowing who Jesus was, you think he knows who Jesus is today? He doesn't know. He hits you with sickness, but he doesn't understand. He doesn't move you. He doesn't make you turn your back on Christ. He hits you with trouble in the church. He doesn't move you. He doesn't understand. 
he hits you, amen, with dissension amongst the ministry. It doesn't move you. Satan doesn't know what it is, amen, that keeps you going. What it is is you and Christ are one and the same. You have united by the opening of the word. Amen. So every single person whose name is on the Lamb's book of life has been accounted for once the seals are broken. Not one will be lost. Sister, brother, that son and daughter of yours that you are so concerned about tonight, amen, because of where they're at, not in their rightful position, Maybe they grew up in the message, but now they've turned their back on the message. Let me tell you, not one is lost. Not one. Hallelujah. Brother Brandon says, all that you ever loved, all that you ever loved and all that love you will be there. That seven seal is strong. The open of, opening of the word is powerful. Amen. After Abraham, hallelujah, heard that Lot was taken captive. Lot was backslidden. Amen. But Abraham didn't say he's backslidden so forget about him. No. When Elohim visited Abraham, Abraham's attention was on Lot, his nephew. That wasn't in his rightful position. Are you with me? Abraham's attention was there. And what did Abraham do? He bargained with God. Abraham says, what if there was 50 there in Sodom? Will you spare? He says, I'll spare. Abraham was bargaining with God. Having his attention on his nephew. That wasn't in his rightful position. And Abraham interceded. That's where your mercy lies. In the bride. Abraham interceded for Lot. If it wasn't for Abraham, Lot would have never been spared the judgment. If it isn't for you and I. Hallelujah. Many, many, many would have gone lost. But because of the bride of Jesus Christ that's able to intercede and extend mercy where mercy is needed. Hallelujah. They will be saved. They may not be in the bride, but everybody is not going to be in the bride. Amen. The bride is a special class. Hallelujah. It's a special class. Hallelujah. That's the bride. Amen. She doesn't come in by good works. She doesn't come in by church going. She doesn't come in by those things. She comes in by predestination. Hallelujah. Nothing that she's done. But there are the foolish virgins. Hallelujah. There are different ones. If you go to the church age book, Brother Branham will explain to you exactly the different categories of people that will be in that new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So they may not be in the bride, but you can give life to them. Praise his wonderful name. None of them would be lost. Glory to God. My, seems like a tap's open here above my head. Praise his wonderful name. 
So every single one accounted in redemption has been taken care of. The opening of the word does that. They will come no matter where they are right now. It's finished. Because Christ cannot redeem anybody anymore. He's done the job at Calvary. Amen. And returned at the end time to unveil what he has already done. Amen. Glory to God. When those three stars, glory to God, merged in the heavens to declare that Messiah is on the earth. Glory to God. When the wise men got there, the baby was already two years old. Amen. Hallelujah. Only showing, declaring what he has already done in the supernatural. So the secret to what has happened in the ages was held by the seals. That's why we can look at every parable in the Bible tonight in a different way. We can look at Jeremiah 32, not just as Jeremiah, hallelujah, buying his, his nephews or his cousin's field. No, sir, we can look now at that very same story as redemption, the seven-sealed book revealed, hallelujah, after it was sealed in an earthen vessel. The entire Bible becomes a new book now. Hallelujah. Amen. The entire plan of redemption is now made known. Praise his wonderful name. Remember John? John the Baptist? John became the bridge. B-R-I-D-G-E. He became the bridge between the Old Testament law and the New Testament. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, behold... Amen. Malachi chapter 3, I come according to Malachi 3 and so forth. They wanted to make him the Christ. He says, no, I'm not the Christ. I'm just the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He was just that bridge. Amen. So for the Old Testament church to get over into the New Testament, amen, the blood of Jesus Christ, it couldn't get there outside of that bridge. Outside of that medium, John, which spanned the two dispensations. Glory to God. And now at the end time, hallelujah, there is another bridge. Remember Brother Branham, he preaches the sermon before the seven seals. He preaches the breach. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach means a gap. Breach means a chasm. Hallelujah. So here's the mountain, and then all of a sudden there is a chasm, and there the mountain continues. You can't get from this part of the mountain to that part of the mountain. You kill yourself because of this chasm that's between the two. What you need to come from the church ages into the seals is a bridge. B-R-I-D-G-E. A bridge. Hallelujah. To cover the breach. Amen. A man. In other words, to connect time and eternity together. And it could only be by the seventh seal. That's why the open book was given to William Branham. 
It was given to Revelation chapter 10. Hallelujah verse 7. Because he was to be the bridge. So that we can step from the church ages into eternity. Hallelujah. He became the bridge. Without the bridge, you will kill yourself. Without the bridge, you'll go down this chasm. No rescue team will even find you. Because if they go down there, they'll also die. Glory to God. So I've got news for these eight angels. I've got news for these people that say the messenger was wrong. I've got news for these people that say, let's leave Brother, Ma- Brother Branham aside. Let's now move on and follow this brother and follow that brother. You are going to die spiritually. The only way that you can enter into that eternal dimension is you need that bridge to cover that gap. And that bridge is Malachi 4 to you and I. Connecting two dispensations so that you and I could be quickened from the ages of man into eternity. Amen. Our bodies may be in, in the seventh age, but in our souls we've crossed over. Can you say amen to that? In our souls we've crossed over. Amen. In our souls we have eternity. In our souls we've entered that Sabbath which we heard about this morning. In our souls we've united with the eternal one. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that's the great secret. Amen. That the word is now veiled in mortal beings. Amen. Hallelujah. So like... John, a man was connecting the law to grace. So the end time messenger connected the ages to eternity. Amen. So that the bride could be taken from the ages into that eternal day. Amen. That's why the seven seals are to appear. Excuse me for a moment. Amen. That's why the seven seals are to the seven angels are to appear on Sunset Mountain. Hallelujah. They're trying to tell you that that was never seven angels, that was never the cloud. Brother Branham was never at that time, and this, this and that, and this and that. Intellectually, they're trying to explain it. But, brother, sister, the reason why Christ had to descend was to bring in the dawning of that eternal day. That eternal day could not dawn, hallelujah, upon the bride, except Christ came on Sunset Mountain. Hallelujah. He had to be introduced to the bride. Amen. He had to be married to the bride, so that the two are now husband and wife. So that the two are now inseparable. Hallelujah. Did you know that God cannot divorce you? The same way Adam couldn't divorce Eve. Adam could go to the divorce court. 
Adam could find the best of lawyers, but he couldn't divorce Eve. Why? She was bone of his bone. She was flesh of his flesh. She was him. In a feminine designation. Christ cannot divorce the bride because she's bone of his bone. She's flesh of his flesh. She's word of his word. She's spirit of his spirit. She is him. If he had to divorce you, he'd be incomplete. If you wouldn't be part of that body, he'd be incomplete. Hallelujah. Amen. Every predestinated seed ordained to be in that body will be in that body no matter what. Amen. Because his body cannot be incomplete. She has to be taken from man's ages to the eternal age. Because that's where she belongs. Remember Daniel saw Christ come as the ancient of days. Amen. That's all Daniel understood. He understood him as being the ancient of days. Glory to God. But in Acts chapter 1, amen, verse 8, it was promised that the same way that you see him depart, that's the same way he will return. Amen. At the time of restitution, glory to God, he will return in the same way. So how did he depart? He departed in a cloud. Hallelujah. He departed in a cloud. Glory to God. Formed by those Old Testament saints that were raptured with him. That's how he departed. And when he comes back, he comes back in a cloud again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. A cloud formed by seven angels. Daniel didn't know this. Praise his wonderful name. But at the end of time, we know exactly what we are looking at. Hallelujah. The same way he had left is the same way that he had returned. Glory to God. And only that special group Brother Bradham calls them a people with divine insight. Yes, sir. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. It's only that special group, hallelujah, that could be quickened to that coming. Yeah. Nobody else can be quickened to that coming. Everybody else will say, no, this is a bit too much for me. This is man worship. This is a cult. This is this. This is that. But that special group, amen, with divine insight will receive him. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Remember, amen, there was this parable in one of the gospels. Praise the name of the Lord. Where the foolish virgins, amen, they came, amen, after the door was shut. To the marriage supper. And they came and they said, Lord, Lord, didn't we do miracles in your name? Didn't we do this great thing in your name? Didn't we do that great thing in your name? He says, yes, you did. But he says, go thy way. I never knew you. What was he saying there? He wasn't saying that he didn't know your name. Amen. Was Tinashe? He didn't say he didn't know your name was Joe. No. That's not what we're talking about. That's an earthly name. 
The Bible says when Adam knew Eve, she conceived. So Christ was saying, I never had an intimate relationship with you. In other words, he was saying, you are not wife to me. You have rejected me. Like Vashti rejected the king. You have rejected me. And because you've rejected me, you will never be part of me. But the bride at the end time has received him. We've received his seed. That's why our homes are sealed. We've been impregnated by the word of the hour. We're expectant. Glory to God. You can't go to a young girl of 16 years old who's never known a man and ask her, are you expecting? No, she's never known a man. She's just a teenager. Glory to God, she doesn't know that life at all. But get to a woman, hallelujah, who's had an intimate affair with her husband. Glory to God, she knows in nine months. Glory to God, I'm going to give birth. She's expectant. Glory to God. And that young girl may say, oh, see how ugly she looks. See how big she is. She can't even put these nice dresses on. That woman says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm full of seed. I'm full of life. I'm ready to give birth. And people who are not excited about the message of the hour. People who are not expecting Christ to be formed in them. Have never had an intimate relationship with him. Hallelujah. They may have prayed for the sick and the sick may have been healed. They may have prayed for the dead and the dead may have been raised. But Jesus said, I never knew you. There has to be. An intimate relationship between the believer and Christ. That makes you wife. Glory to God to him. Hallelujah. That's why we're expecting the rapture. We're expecting the changing of the body. We're expecting our loved ones to appear. How many people are expecting their loved ones to appear? Oh, hallelujah. One of these days, somebody's going to knock on your door. Amen. Somebody's going to knock on your door. You'll see it's brother so-and-so who passed on many, many years. You say, brother, are you here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before the rapture, we will be united here with them. What brings that expectation? It's the opening of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything else takes us back to man's day. Everything else takes us back to man's worship. The worship of a man. The fear of a man. Glory be to God. But the opening of the word brings us right into that eternal age where we now know as we were known. Hallelujah. Brother Steve said this morning, Paul didn't know he was the first age messenger. Amen. Arenas didn't know he was a messenger to the second age. None of them. 
They didn't have that knowledge because it was all sealed in an earthen vessel. But at the end time when the seals are broken, glory to God, that knowledge is given to the bride so that each of them could be placed where they rightfully belong. Hallelujah. And that same anointing could identify the headship. And that anointing said that headship is here now. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Lord. Another quote. Amen. From spiritual food in due season. And then when I seen Jesus with a white wig. I said it only vindicates the truth that we know. That he is the supreme authority. God witnessed the same thing on Mount Transfiguration. Said this is my beloved son. Yea, he him. The supreme authority. Then back out there at the beginning of the seven seals. When those seven seals come down in that pyramid form. Stood there and told me to return back here and speak. Amen. On those seven seals. And he'd be with me. He'd show me what they were. The last things. I always thought it was sealed on the back of the book. And it'd be something that wasn't written in the book. But it turned out that it was made known that he cannot do that. It isn't something that's written in the book. It's something that's been hid in the book. Amen. Those seven seals. Glory to God was hidden in the form of symbols. But at the back of the book there were seven thunders. Seven mysterious thunders. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That when they thundered it opened the mystery of the seven seals. It was Christ. Hallelujah. For whosoever shall take one word from it or add one word to it. So it's a mystery that's been in the book. In these seven ages, each one of them produced a mystery. All about water baptism and all these things. And they fumbled about so long. Then, when that went up, the big observatories from way down in California, plumb into Mexico, over Tucson, everywhere, taking the picture of it, that great pillar of fire. It was a mysterious sight. Brother Fred Sothman, sitting right back there, And I and Brother Gene Norman standing right there present when it went up. He says, they took the picture. Signs. They took the picture. Still they don't know what about it. Yes, some time ago everybody saying, look here, this looks like this. And them angels' wings, how they folded in there. One day... Turning it to the right, looking, there was Jesus Christ, just as perfect as Hoffman ever drawed him. It was standing there with a white wig on, looking back towards the earth, showing that he's supreme authority. The heavens declare it, the Bible declares it, the message declares it. It's all the same, it's supreme authority. With a white wig on. You see his black beard under. Many of you have seen the picture. We got it there. Just turn it to the right sideways. Look at it. There it is. Just as perfect as it was. 
if it had been photographed of him. Who was it? It was our Lord up there. It was our identification up there. Hallelujah. We have no identification outside of him. Amen. You take out your ID book tonight. And show me what picture is on there. Is it your body? No. What's on your ID? That's it. That's all we need to know who you are. Glory to God. And when the head appeared on Sunset Mountain, it was our identification. Who is the bride? She's him. That's her ID. That's her identification. She's got no other identification outside of him. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We are known because of Him. We are perfect because of Him. We are sinless because of Him. We are what we are today because of Him. It's not what you've done. It's not what I've done. But it's what He has done for us. It's only Eliezer. That could introduce Rebecca to Isaac. Nobody could do that. There were many other servants that Abraham had. But only Eliezer could introduce her to Isaac. Glory to God. And there were many servants that Christ had through all the ages. He had Paul. He had Arenas. He had Columba. He had Martin. He had Luther. He had Wesley. But it's only Eliezer that could introduce the bride to the bridegroom. Amen. It's not Ephesians 4, it's Malachi 4, Revelation 10, 7. It's him that introduces the bride to the groom. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now we are him. Our identification is known. Glory to God. And Satan knows you. Amen. Say, how does he know me, Brother Joe? By the manifestation of the word. Brother Branham says, The devil trembles at the weakest saint on his knees. Satan knows who you are. Hallelujah. You cannot imitate the seventh seal. Amen. You cannot imitate that relationship. Glory to God. You could imitate the gifts. Amen. You could have a man from hell raising the dead. Yes, sir. Because it's not the man raising the dead. Amen. It's the faith. Amen. Of those who want that dead to rise. It's the faith that brings the dead back to life. It's not the medical doctor that heals you. They cut. They give you the medication, but healing comes from Him. Hallelujah. It's not the evangelist that heals you. Amen. It's not prophet so-and-so that heals you. It's your faith that heals you. So all those things could be imitated. Glory to God. You remember Brother Brown speaks about the Beatles.
We know even, hallelujah, how in, in their concerts, the cripple raised under that anointing of hell. The cripple raised. Was it the devil that raised the dead? No, it was God that raised a man that, that gave the cripple their healing. But what was it? It was their faith that touched the unseen dimension. Glory to God. So those things can be imitated. But the seventh seal cannot be imitated. There's no impersonation to this revelation. Glory to God. Because this is Christ and you together as husband and wife. The individual enter in behind the veil. And the veil drops. Glory to God. The individual unites with the word. That cannot be imitated. Glory to God. And what's the result of that union? The result of that union brings forth the life of Jesus Christ. The result of that union brings forth the behavior of Jesus Christ. The result of that union brings the intentions of Jesus Christ. Think about it. That the intentions of the wife of Jesus Christ could be the same as his. Glory to God. Amen. That's why he placed the govern the government was placed upon the shoulders and the shoulders is part of the body so the authority is given to the bride. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Val and I are married in community of property. Amen. Glory to God. She doesn't need my my, she doesn't need my permission. She's got my authority. Amen. When I'm not at home, she's got the same authority I have to run the home. Amen. My boys can't say, no, daddy is not here. You can't do this. No, she says, daddy is not here, but mom's here. Mom's here in the position of dad. Praise his wonderful name. She's got the same power. She's got the same authority that I have as a husband. And so the bride at the end time, in union with Jesus Christ, she's got the same authority. Same power. Glory to God. Speaks the same word. Has the same behavior. Glory to God. Has the same intentions. Glory to God. Remember Jesus said, the Father worketh hitherto, and I work likewise. Is that what Jesus said? So I could do nothing except the Father showed me. Is that what Jesus said? Well, let me tell you the bride, the wife of Jesus Christ today, is saying the same thing. Glory to God. Christ worketh hitherto, and I do the same. That's what she says, because she and him are one and the same. They are inseparable. Glory to God. Authority is restored. Remember, amen, what God told Jeremiah in that vision. He says, seal those deeds. Amen. 
Seal those rights to the land of your cousin, your uncle's son. Hallelujah. Because one day, after 70 years of captivity, you will possess lands and houses here again. Amen. So the book was sealed with seven seals. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Went back into the hands of God, the original owner. But glory to God at the end time, a season arrived where the deeds are to be brought back to man. The season is here now. Glory to God. Where we have the same authority he has. We have the same power he has tonight. Do you believe it, brother, sister? Hallelujah. You say, I'm unworthy. How could you ever say something like that? When he that was worthy became you, so that you who were unworthy could become worthy. If you say you're unworthy, you deny the work of redemption. You deny the atonement. Yes, you were unworthy at one stage. But now that the books are open, you are no more unworthy. You are worthy because the Lamb has made you worthy. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Anyone tells you you're unworthy, they want to give you a substitute for the atonement. They want to give you something which is man-made. Glory to God for you to hang on to. But you don't need a substitute. You don't need a man-made atonement. Christ became your atonement. Christ has made you worthy. He became me so that I, by His grace, could become him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. When God looks at you, he doesn't see you. Did you know that? He doesn't see you. What does he see? He sees that atonement. He sees Christ. Glory to God. And that's why he, there's no judgment for the bride. He can never condemn you. He can never judge you. Because when he looks at you, he sees himself. Amen. It's God manifested in another form. Oh, wonderful Jesus. Satan's schemes have been uncovered. Hallelujah. Satan is no more hidden to the bride of Jesus Christ. Satan is no more. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, some, some mystery to the wife of Jesus Christ. The schemes of Satan have been uncovered. When he comes in by the door, we know who he is. We don't look at the speech. We don't look at what he says. We look at that life. Because that life cannot be impersonated. Amen. Satan can come here behind the pulpit with the most beautiful sermon, with the most glorious mysteries, man-made or whatever, brother, sister, but you could uncover him when you see that life. Because that life can never be a reproduction of Jesus Christ. Just say one thing that he disagrees with, then you'll see. 
Just say one thing that he disagrees with, then you'll see that life comes out. Amen. Because that life cannot be impersonated. That life only comes by a union. It doesn't come by intellectual teaching. It doesn't come by intellectual things. No, that life comes by a union. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Amen. So when she refuses Christ, she refuses His life. She can never reproduce His life. Amen. Every child she will bring forth will be a child of hell because she's refused the word. But the bride at the end time did not refuse him. She received him. She says, let it be to me according to thy word. Hallelujah. And that word unites with us. Glory to the Lord. He continues in the breach. Excuse me. He continues in the breach and he says the following. Now, it is a book, a mysterious book. It's a book of redemption. We'll get into that a little while. And now we know that this book of redemption will not be thoroughly understood. It's probed at through six church ages. But at the end, when the seventh angel begins to sound his mystery, he winds up all those loose ends that these fellows probed at. And the mysteries come down from God as the word of God. And reveals the entire revelation of God. Then the Godhead and everything else is settled. All the mysteries, serpent seed and whatever more is to be revealed. Now you see, I'm not just making that up. That's thus saith the Lord. I'll read it to you out of the book. The sounding of the seventh angel's message. The mystery of God should be finished. That's been declared by his holy prophets. That's the prophets who, who has wrote the word. At the sounding of the seventh church age, the last age, all the loose ends that through these church ages have been probed at, it will be wound up together. And when the seals are broke and the mystery is revealed, down comes the angel, the messenger, Christ, setting his foot on the land and upon the sea with a rainbow over his head. Now remember, the seventh angel is on the earth at the time of this coming. Hallelujah. We would not have known that Christ has returned. We would not have known that our husband is here. It would have been just a weather phenomenon. Like they say in the world. An El Nino effect. Or this effect. Or changing weather patterns. That's what they said about the cloud in 63. Amen. They had no explanation of what happened there. 
Amen. They said it's maybe, amen, some changing weather patterns. But because the seventh angel was on the earth, he could identify who that was. Hallelujah. He identified that it's our husband. And when he identified him, we became identified. Because our identity is in him. Whoever he is, we are. Glory to God. If he's the word, we are the word. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to the King. If he is all that was in God, then the bride becomes all that was in God. She's a manifestation of that eternal. Amen. So at this time, it's a most glorious hour. It's a most wonderful hour because Jesus Christ is manifested in his people in the person of who he is. It's not an anointing. Amen. It's not just a shadow. It's the person of Jesus Christ that's made manifest here at the end time. Amen. Whoever is manifested in this church, amen, the wife of Jesus Christ is the word. It's none other but Him. And so we thank God this evening that the deeds which were sealed have been opened. Hallelujah. The deeds that were kept from the ages have been revealed so that we can possess what is rightfully ours. We have legal possession. To every redemptive blessing. Hallelujah. Whatever it is. You have legal rights. To every redemptive blessing. Did you know you can create a world? Amen. And go live privately on it. Brother Bradham says. That power is now in the bride of Jesus Christ. How did it return? Because of the deeds that are back in the bride. It's back in the hands of man. Glory to God. You can speak and God will perform it. Hallelujah. Under the inspiration. Glory to God. Remember, you can't just speak anything. You can't speak your brother out of existence. Oh God, this brother is a stumbling block to me. This sister is a stumbling block to me. I speak out of it. No, 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 no. Glory to God. Under the inspiration. Did you notice? Brother Branham couldn't just speak that word anytime. He had to wait for that anointing to come. Hallelujah. Even when he was on the boat. Hallelujah with Lyle. Amen and them. Glory to God. He says he's here now. He removed his hat. He says that presence is here now. He says you'll see the resurrection of the dead in a while. And when that anointing came, he spoke and said, little fishy, I give you back your life. Hallelujah. 
Amen. When he was out there in the woods, glory to God, it wasn't Brother Branham wanting to speak the word. It was Brother Branham being so in tune with Christ that whilst he was in the woods, Christ says the title deed, hallelujah, has been revealed. He says, what do you want? Aren't you hunting? He says, yes, I'm hunting, but you haven't had no game. He says, what about that? You can speak and you can have whatsoever you want. It's that anointing that comes. Glory to God. And makes the individual speak whatever they want to speak. And then God performs that. So it's not a random speaking. Because then you can speak your enemy out of existence. Meanwhile, God has a 